For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Charlie Osborne. Welcome to Identity Belongs to You, a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Okta. A trusted partner to businesses around the world, Okta powers identity for the internet by creating great user experiences, increasing customer engagement, improving employee productivity, and getting apps to market faster. To learn more about our sponsor, visit okta.com. Joining me today is Dorf Ledel, Senior Director, Product Management at Okta, and co-founder of Spira Security, the company that was recently acquired by Okta. We also have joining us Arnab Bose, Chief Product Officer, Workforce Identity Cloud at Okta. Dor, Arnab, welcome and thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for having us, Charlie. Thanks for hosting us, Charlie. So this is an identity podcast, so we like to start by asking guests about their identity story. We'd like to hear a little bit about yourselves and your current roles. So, Dor, if you would like to begin with a particular mention to your past experiences in Unit 8200 as part of the Israeli military and your work at Google prior to starting Spira, I'd like to know a little bit about those experiences and how that shaped the resulting product and your decision to start Spira Security. Yeah, for sure, Charlie. So I think I can share that we know a lot about cybersecurity and coming from the attacker's perspective, both me and the spare team. And we really saw how important is identity security, how we evolve, how all the other fields in cybersecurity evolved, which left identity security pretty much the easiest way in. And there is a phrase that attackers don't hack, they just log in, they just simply log in. So what we learn is first and foremost how important and how exposed this attack surface is today. And second of all, how for defenders, what's really going to make or break, especially today, you know, in 2024, as security practitioners have so many things on their bucket list, is the time to value. How can someone consolidate the information, make it easy to understand and actionable for the practitioners to act within minutes? from the time that the vulnerability was exposed to the time that it's actually being remediated. And that's one of the things that makes an organization secure or not. And Arnab, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your current role? Of course. Thank you, Charlie, for having me. I am the head of product for Octo's Workforce Identity Cloud. I've been here at the company for a little over four and a half years now. I joined Okta in October of 2019, and my first project was reimagining the core authentication platform with a product that we now call Okta Identity Engine. And that enabled us to build and ship most of our cutting edge authentication security features that we have today, things like Okta FastPass for phishing resistant authentication, our integration with device security tools like CrowdStrike, as well as mobile device management products and so on. So I've been in the identity space for about four and a half years now. Prior to that, I spent about six years at Salesforce working on you know, various parts of their platform. And before that, I was at Microsoft for about a decade. So it's kind of like almost my third career change, I guess, or my second career change, third career. First 10 years was about productivity apps. Second six years was about CRM platforms. And now it's identity. But it's always been very focused on enterprise applications, things that power the future of work. So it's been a super exciting four and a half years for me. Thank you both. So today's topic revolves around the completed acquisition of Spira Security, an identity security platform by Okta. The original agreement to acquire was announced in December 2023. So Dor, can you please tell our listeners more about Spira Security and its achievements? Of course, of course. So, you know, it's one of the things that I'm most proud of that I've been part of. 
And we started Spera because identity is the number one factor. And back in the days, it was the Twilio breach, the conference breach, and uh, you know every Verizon report shows that this is the number one attack vector. And we spoke to more than 150 CISOs in our process and really understood how pressured there are in their roles, them and their security teams with attackers that are constantly using this landscape, how regulators are always catching up. And for example, NYDFS just increased its recent regulation about access management in general, and also how boards and governance committees are really putting identity in the center because of all those reasons. So we saw how you know, the landscape really changes. The complexity for the practitioner changes a lot. In the past, they lived only in an AD on-prem world. And now every application, every product has its own complexities and new challenges. And we created, based on all those things, the product that is the best in the market in two main things. First of all, is the depth of identity security insights. So we're doing identity as our core and sole focus. It's not a byproduct like many other products. And we give very highly granular and meaningful insights. And the second thing that we're the best in the market is the time to value. I can share more numbers soon, but in general, we provide the security teams within a very fast deployment, a very positive security value, not only confirmation where they are, but actually making them improve. Because in today's landscape, if you're not moving forward, you're actually moving backward. Some of our greatest achievements, if I had to boil it down, is just seeing a very happy customers that thank us for what we were able to empower them to accomplish. And some of our examples are customers who resolve more than 95% of the critical and eye issues and other customers who resolve more than 550 critical and high vulnerabilities in their environments within weeks of deployment of our product. So Arnab, why was Okta interested in bringing Spira to the fold? I mean, there are a bunch of ITDR solutions available. So why is Spira different and why invest in an Israeli startup now? So let me unpack that in three parts. First, like, let me cover why we were interested in bringing Spera or a technology like ITDR into the fold. Here at Okta, our vision is to free everyone to safely use any technology. And if you bring that down to the level of workforce identity cloud, that includes every business, every enterprise out there in the world, ensuring that they can safely unlock their end users who could be employees, contractors, or business partners to use any technology. And this means that we want to have a product in every identity use case category within that definition of safely enabling every employee to access any technology. Okta today has the sort of world-leading products in access management. Our identity governance product has been available for a little over a year now, and we've also entered privileged access management. But the challenge that I saw was uh, even with all of these offerings in place where you could secure authentication or you could get to the principle of least privilege or zero standing privileges for your employees or your privileged users, the number one issue that our customers face is even making sense of their current identity jungle. You know, like Dor was calling out the origin story of Spera and how he you know, took a look at trends that were happening in the market today, like the Twilio incident. There are so many attack vectors that leverage identity, and there are so many tools that a customer will have in their IT infrastructure where there is identity-specific 
functionality, configuration, or settings, that getting visibility into what identity sprawl you have, what are the cases where maybe you have Okta or some other identity provider set up as your SSO tool, but there is a way to bypass that and sort of do MFA bypass against that particular endpoint or product. Maybe you have hooked up Okta's identity governance product or a different governance product to do lifecycle management and offboarding, but there's still ways in which end users can be partially offboarded. These are all like real problem statements our customers have today. And it's something that our sort of out of the box or organic offerings around access management, governance, and privileged access management don't cover, right? Because they only cover use cases that the IT team or the security team at a company have decided to go ahead and onboard onto Okta. So that's one. The second thing is if you look at just market trends, like the number of applications in use today by companies with over 2,000 employees, in per our businesses at work report that we published last year is about at 211. So there's at least 211 different touch points where there's some sort of configuration in place where you have to proactively manage that application, set up single sign-on, figure out offboarding. And those are all use cases over time that Spera can help us identify, help our customers and onboard onto Okta. And together it makes the entire Okta workforce identity cloud offering that much better and that much more effective. The second question was around like, there are a bunch of ITDR solutions and why is Spera different? What I found really exciting about Spera was how well aligned they were with Okta's vision of really enabling our customers to safely adopt cloud technologies fast. Dor also touched on this with his comment on time to value. So, you know, Okta found product market fit about seven or eight years ago, maybe even longer, when customers started adopting cloud-based productivity applications like Office 365 and Google Workspace, and they needed to bring their existing capabilities around single sign-on to those cloud products. So we really help customers supercharge and speed up their adoption of cloud tech. Now, the problem of today, of 2024, is cloud adoption has become the norm, but that also means that identity configuration, complexity, sprawl has become the norm as well. So that's why you know, we wanted to get a product out in market that was focused on ITDR, but really aligned with Okta's vision for ITDR for cloud offerings. And that's why if you take a look at Spera's current product, like they look at permissions and use cases within GitHub, at Azure AD, at Google Workspace, at AWS. These are all extremely aligned with the kind of cloud-based infrastructure and productivity tools that Okta wants to integrate with deeply going forward. And then finally, if your question was about why invest in an Israeli startup now, again, like if you look at Dor and Spera's origin story, Dor and a whole host of folks on the Spera team spent an enormous amount of time in the 8200 unit in the Israeli Defense Forces, really understanding how cyber criminals work today, what are the ways in which security teams have to sort of change their ways of identifying threats and threat vectors. And they're sort of deeply ingrained in that process of building secure products and identifying security threats. And that's why like in the Israeli market, you see so many security companies that are class leading that have spun up over time. And it's also the reason why you see companies like Palo Alto Networks or Microsoft invest so heavily in that region in terms of building up teams that build security products. 
So we here at Okta, we understand that. And to us, it just made sense that, you know, we've got a crack team in Spera who've like really honed their skills on identifying identity security threats. We needed to release a product that was ITDR for the cloud that was like deeply aligned with Okta's vision. And we know that entering that region is a good long-term bet because of all of the other trends that have been happening so far in terms of the number of security companies, the amount of talent that exists in that region already. And on that note, when will Spera's products become generally available and how will they work with Okta's existing offerings? Our vision for this year, our roadmap for this year is to offer Spera as a separate offering, like it's a net new product, net new SKU using product terminology, because again, it covers new use cases and different use cases. It will be obviously deeply integrated with Okta because Okta is one of the sources of identity data that Spera already works today in terms of identifying identity risks. Our plan right now is around the summer timeframe, like May, June, we will start doing a controlled general availability of the product in North America. We will select a set of like initial customers who've already expressed interest, start onboarding them and rolling it out. That will give us a bunch of learnings about you know, what are the things we need to do to ensure that this can scale effectively globally? And we are hoping that by the end of the year, it's going to be generally available to all customers worldwide. So it's a phased rollout starting in North America in the summer. So I would say that for us, you know, and the Spera team is really motivated by creating the most impact and the most security to our community. And when the discussions with Okta started, it was a no-brainer because there is no other identity security player like Okta, like Okta revolutionized the market, Okta created here something that no one else could. So for us, it was just a no-brainer because of our, as Arnab said, shared mission and vision. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Okta. Your customers and employees' identities are your responsibility to keep safe. But who is helping you stay safe from identity-based threats? Bots, fraud detection, credential stuffing, compliance issues. These are just some of the challenges that identity can help you detect and mitigate. Okta has thousands of identity experts ready to join your team, from helping you implement zero trust initiatives to rolling out passwordless authentication. So talk to us today and find out how identity can do so much more than you might think. To learn more, visit okta.com. That's O-K-T-A dot com. And now, back to the podcast. According to Verizon Research, 86% of breaches stem from phishing attacks and other forms of credential abuse. So, Dor, I'd like to know what you think about this statistic and whether or not identity security and management platforms can reduce the likelihood of these breaches. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, in short, the game has changed and we really need to adjust as a community and and evolve. We see and I meet those security leaders in first hand. I either meet them after a breach and they're saying only if I had these capabilities or this train of thought that you're presenting today, or they're meeting us before a breach and they're very grateful because they see their peer groups and what's happening there. So we really see more and more in the market as the identity security market evolves and actually as the network and device security has already evolved in the past. Like today, there are so many tools out there that help to move to more systematic approach where there is like this problem is severe enough that no one can do it by themselves. And there are outside players and products that actually create 
help with detecting those issues, helping to understand the context and also helping to remediate. So we really believe, and that's what we're seeing, that the complexity and importance of this attack surface should lead to more systematic approach that comes from tools versus manual processes or do-it-yourself kind of solutions. And this is why we're seeing so many breaches because our community hasn't evolved those on a large scale thus far. So, you know, my goal is to make this number lower. And at least what I've seen with our customers and so on is that the way you can actually lower those numbers is being very proactive. The number of breaches is being very proactive. Every security team that I spoke with knows that they have some identity open issues that they prioritize as critical. So we need to help them to proactively patch those vulnerabilities, close those open loops before they can actually become a breach because detecting those after the fact is just very statistical, very labor intensive, and you're already cutting your losses instead of being proactive against the problem. And speaking of being proactive, there's a prediction that I would also like to mention. According to Gartner, by 2026, 90% of organizations will be using some type of embedded identity threat detection and response strategy. Arnab, do you think this is realistic or even necessary? So I think it's 100% necessary. Again, whether it is realistic or not really depends on the ability for enterprises to adopt and roll out new technology. But being in the identity space, I really strongly believe it's necessary. And I can explain why. It's, it's a little less about you know, working at Okta or just like having an ITDR product offering ourselves. If I take a step back and I think about enterprises out there in the world and the choices they're having to make today, the choices they're making today are forcing them into adopting more hyperscalers, whether it's Azure or GCP or AWS. Their employees are demanding access to newer tools that support work from anywhere, that support real-time collaboration, whether it's like Figma or Miro or even like Google Workspace that's been around for a long time. All of these products and technologies require you to think about identity as a security perimeter and require you to have insight into you know, who's provisioned, who's deprovisioned, who's got access, who's got direct access, and so on and so forth. A centralized single sign-on and MFA solution helps you only identify what you're already aware of and can go ahead and lock down. It doesn't help you go ahead and do all of the continuous analysis, detection, monitoring of drift. And so I strongly believe the modern world requires enterprises to have an ITDR solution in place because if they don't have it in place, they're basically opening themselves up to sprawl threat vectors that they can't really stop. And you're kind of leaving the barn door open to use the horses bolted the barn door analogy. Will it come true? I don't know. Only time will tell. I'm certainly hoping that it does come true and about 90% of enterprises do invest in this critical tool in the future. And to wrap up this episode, I would like to ask you both if you have any advice for organizations considering adopting identity security technologies. Perhaps if you would like to start, Dor? For sure. So my tip is first and foremost, understand what are you trying to protect? Is it more like cloud, the AWS, the GitHub, or on-prem ERP, or where are your assets? And what are the values that you want to get? What's the scrutiny around security that you need? And second is about your identity security maturity. So do you even know where are the biggest gaps and risks? And if you do know 
where do you want to start prioritizing them and what gives you a good return for time or financial investment in your case? And those are the biggest things that's helped our customers move forward and actually be more secure. Yeah, I agree with everything Dorr said. I think the only additional thought I would add on to that is I have a bias for action. It's easy to put off investing in security if the rest of the business is not like proactively asking for it. What I mean by that is like, you know, if there's a particular tool that is required to move the business forward, let's say you have to roll out a new AI chatbot because that is going to reduce your case volume and that's something that you have to spend some of your budget on because it's a target for the whole company. Those tend to be easier to justify from a IT spend perspective because the rest of the business is like proactively asking for it. Something like an ITDR tool might seem like, hey, you know, we've got a bunch of checks and balances in place. We've got a great security operations center process in place. Maybe this is something that we could defer because we feel like we've got things under control. So how do you break through that as an IT or security professional, like in the identity industry, and really create that bias for action? Because, you know, my thesis, and I'm sure Dor shares this as well, is no matter where you think your identity maturity is at today, there's probably hundreds of applications and tools out there which has configuration that you're not fully aware of, that you're not fully protecting. And that's the awareness that we want to bring to the industry. Thank you both for taking the time to share your expertise with me and our listeners today. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you for having us. For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Charlie Osborne. Identity Belongs to You is a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Okta. A trusted partner to businesses around the world, Okta powers identity for the internet by creating great user experiences, increasing customer engagement, improving employee productivity, and getting apps to market faster. For more information about our sponsor, visit okta.com. For more of our media, visit cybersecurityventures.com.